power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. take your seats just close your eyes begin to bless the name of the Lord just exalt his name thank him for one or two things he's done in your life I want you to just mention those things by name and just say thank you Lord thank you Jesus just lift up your voice wherever you are I can hear you thank the Lord. Shida Baraka Dorobo Santa Kabahadi Melemen and the Lebres Celebranda Labahaya Radabranda La Santa Cabana Labahataya Redranda Labahasaya Mandala Baranda Labaso Tecabranda Captain of Israel's host and God of who seek the land above believe thy shadows we abide the clouds of thine protecting the captain of Israel's host and God of all who seek the land above thy shadow be abide the cloud of thine protection Come on, sing our strength. So 
trust in you will not be put to shame. Father, we are holding on to this word this morning and we believe that everything you've said concerning our lives, concerning this nation, shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we pray for a release of possibilities in this atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Let the impossible be possible in somebody's life in the name of Jesus. Where somebody has lost hope, let there be a restoration of hope this morning in the name of Jesus. Where somebody has lost faith, let there be a restoration of faith this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, let a testimony be waiting for somebody when they get home today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Lord, release cause of testimonies. Release cause of breakthroughs. Release cause of happenings that cannot be explained by the doings of men in this place this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. For where says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Father, we thank you for breakthroughs. Thank you for healings. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for things that are happening in our lives that we cannot explain by human logic. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We bless God for a beautiful morning like this. Amen. All right. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you are looking powerful. You are looking beautiful. Hallelujah. We thank God for today. And we thank God for our nation, Ghana. Amen. Whether we like it or not, that's the only country we have. The Bible says God puts the solitary in families. That means God decided that you were not going to be born an American citizen or a British citizen, but you will be born in Ghana. They say when the children are coming out of the labor world, when they are coming out of their mother's wombs, they'll be listening to what is being said outside. If it is push, push, we'll say, ha, 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 thank you, God. I'm being born into civilized society. If you hear mommy chim, mommy chim, mommy chim, you know that chale. You are coming to hustle in life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whether it's chim or king or whatever, we still love our country. Amen. Whether we are NDC or MPP, we still love our country. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I want us to spend just five minutes to pray for Ghana. How many of you agree it's a good thing to do? Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Complaining is not enough. We all know that Nkoye, uh, even the MPP people know uh, that Nkoye, things are not where they are supposed to be. But instead of complaining, I think we should be good citizens and just lift up our voices and pray for the country. Because sometimes, eh, you see, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Sometimes you hear some decisions and things and you're like, ah, and the checks and balances in the system. Like, like what is happening what is happening but I believe prayer can do everything hallelujah I want us to stand to our feet we are going to pray for the nation we want to pray for the economy of the nation we want to pray for the moral fabric of the nation there are a lot of things that need to be if I say fixed right they say I'm doing politics <laughs> there are a lot of things that need to be put right a lot of things that need to be put right in the country and we need to lift up our voices and pray the good thing is that our national anthem itself is a prayer so we used to sing it in primary school i hope you remember the words of the national if you don't remember the words of the national anthem we shall deport you to western togola <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> all right so who will lead us who will lead us to sing the national anthem it's a prayer Man in the skirt. The man in the skirt.
so minutes you want to lift up this nation before God first of all we want to pray for the leadership of the nation the Bible instructs us to pray for the leaders of the nation whether you voted for them or not you want to lift up your voice and pray for them you want to pray for divine wisdom you want to pray for for direction for them you want to pray for clarity and you want to pray for the wisdom and the vision that God gave to Joseph to be upon them in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Just lift up your foot. Jesus. we lift up the leadership of the nation of God. We want to pray for the economy of the nation. Many nations in the world are suffering from the effects of the pandemic. So everywhere the economies are down. But you see, some have more resilience to recover than others. I want to pray. You see, in the Bible, one word from a prophet of God changed the economy of a nation overnight. He changed the prices of goods. Prices are supposed to be determined by demand and supply. That means by one prophetic word, the dynamics of demand and supply shifted such that prices normalized in an entire nation. I believe God has placed some power in the mouths of his children. And we are going to pray the Lord, let this economy recover faster than the economists have predicted. They are saying it will take two to three years for all the nations to recover from the effects of COVID-19. But we are saying that by the prophetic word of God, let this recovery be accelerated in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and just pray. pray. 
We command a recovery, we command a recovery in the economy of our nation, in the name of Jesus. We want to pray for the moral fabric of the nation. You see, nowadays, it's like certain values and certain principles are getting lost in our society. One of them is respect for the elderly. In the name of politics, people can insult somebody's grandfather. Somebody who can father them and grandfather them and they will say all sorts of things. People are using social media to do all kinds of things. Right now, dating somebody's husband is almost becoming a normal thing in Ghana. People can, can sit on Facebook live and say uh, they, they, are, they are side chicks to big men and blah 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 and people are gradually becoming bold to do certain things I saw a video recently that I showed to Pastor Ennis a party somewhere in Accra gay people, men dancing and doing all kinds of abominable things in the open we want to pray for the moral fabric of this nation that Lord season us with salt the decay is becoming too much you see, salt can preserve. That is why Kobe will never get spoiled. Just say, I say, we, so it will never get spoiled. But we are praying that God will, will, will salt this nation. God will, will, will preserve the moral fabric of this nation. That the decline will stop. That the decay will stop. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray for this nation right now. You see, pray from the bottom of your heart because from all forms of Finally, we want to pray for a revival across this nation. The fire of God's revival will begin to touch people, especially the youth. I sense very strongly in my spirit that a revival is about to hit this nation and it is going to target the teenagers. It's going to start from the teens. It's going to start from the teens. And we want to pray that God, because you see, those people need to be secure. They are the future. They are at very crucial times in their lives. They are making very crucial decisions and God needs to pour out his spirit upon them in the junior high schools, in the senior high schools. We want to pray that Lord, pour out your spirit, oh. pour out your, 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 your grace, pour Jesus. out your fire yes. upon this Jesus. group of people. Just lift up your voice. Lift up Let a revival sweep across this nation. Let the youth be touched. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you for this nation. This was the nation you decided to put us in. And we are grateful that we are Ghanaians. And Father, we know beyond every reasonable doubt that this nation is blessed. And Father, we're committing the leadership of this nation into your hands. Let your hand rest upon them. Grant them divine wisdom. We pray for the wisdom and the insight that you gave to Joseph to be upon them. Grant them the grace to see trouble ahead and to prepare and to solve them even before they manifest in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray for the economy of this nation. Let there be a total recovery of this economy. Let the prediction of the economists be put to shame in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May we recover faster and stronger than it was predicted. And Father, we pray for the moral fabric of this nation. Pour out your spirit upon us. Let certain things that have been institutionalized be overthrown in our society in the name of Jesus. That disrespect the immorality. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you purge the system. That you send down your refiner's fire to refine the nation. That you will salt us, O God, that the decay will halt in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, we pray for an outpouring of your spirit upon us. You said in the last days, you shall pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And Father, we believe we are in those times. And so pour out your spirit upon In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let a revival hit this nation. Let us start with the young people. Those in the junior high schools. Those in the senior high schools. Let them encounter a certain fire. Let them encounter your presence. Let them encounter your power. And let it sweep across this nation from the north, the south, the east, and the west. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And out of this revival, raise apostles, raise prophets, raise evangelists, raise worshippers, raise teachers, raise pastors, raise, raise people who finance the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? You can take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you believe Ghana is a blessed nation? Ghana is a blessed nation. Amen. If anybody tells you Africans are cursed, the person doesn't know the Bible. You know, people use the story of Ham. Noah cursing Ham because we are descendants of Ham. They say we are cursed. Um, I've done an exposition on this in this church before, but for the benefit of those who were in here at that time, if you read Genesis chapter 9, verse 25, yes, it's true, we are descendants of Ham. But the question is, did Noah curse Ham when Ham went to expose his nakedness? Noah had three children. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And when he got up and saw that he had been exposed, he wanted somebody to curse. But the question is, was Ham the one that he cursed? And the answer is no. Genesis chapter 9, verse 25. Let's look at that quickly. 
Genesis 9.25. I mean, that's not what I'm preaching. No, I'm just showing you something. And this was what he said. He didn't curse Ham. He said, curse be who? Curse be who? A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Hallelujah. He didn't curse Ham. And the reason he couldn't curse Ham is in Genesis chapter 9. Let's read verse 1. The same chapter 9. Let's read the verse 1 of Genesis chapter 9. He said, and God blessed Noah and his sons. That means God blessed Noah and he blessed Shem. He blessed Ham and he blessed Japheth. Whoever God has blessed, nobody can curse. So Ham has already been blessed by a higher authority. So Noah couldn't have cursed Ham after God, the final authority himself, had blessed him. Hallelujah. And so he had to move to the next generation. Canaan was the youngest son of Ham. So the curse was upon Canaan and not upon Ham. We are descendants of Ham, all right, but we are not descendants of Canaan. We, the black people, we are descendants of Cush, one of the sons of Ham. Hallelujah. So that curse, Noah pronounced that you are going to be the servant of servants and blah, blah. Some white people use this as an excuse to colonize Africa. They use it to, to justify slavery and all of that. But it's because they don't know the word of God. So we are not cursed. Hallelujah. We are not cursed. It's we now that we are some way. Mm. We now that we are some way. Today I wanted to preach a sermon of entitled the African mentality. But I decided I won't, <laughs> I won't go there. Uh, African mentality. We need to do a lot of things about our mentality and the way we think. Hallelujah. Anyway, so today I'll just share the word with you briefly because we spent time to pray for um, the nation already. And then today, after I preach, I'll reveal to you what the theme for Fire Rally this year will be. Be the first to hear before the rest of the world will hear it hallelujah and then i'll go on to raise funds for fire rally i expect you to clap for that one too and to say woo for that one too hallelujah yes i mean fire rally it's 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 an expensive venture and you want your contribution to be part of that story amen so I'm going to do that as well. So you realize that today I don't have a lot of time to, to preach. But you are all looking very beautiful in your African wear. I mean, I said I'll give the prize for the best. Right now, I'm, I'm struggling to. It's, it's very, very difficult, honestly. Maybe pastoral council, foot or something. It's very, very difficult for me to choose because it's like people are looking very, 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 you know. Me at least, my wife told me I was looking good this morning, so I need no other argument. It is enough. <laughs> it's enough. She was like, ah, you should be wearing more of such things because such things look good on tall people. Uh, so maybe you'll be seeing <laughs> maybe you'll be seeing you'll be seeing more of such things later. But we thank God for today. Amen. And when we close, don't go away. There'll be some food to eat hallelujah all right so this morning um what i'm going to preach i don't even have a title i don't even have a title. maybe the title will come as i as i preach it but let's go to isaiah chapter 49 give me niv for that one isaiah chapter 49 from verse 1 to 4 but i want us to start from the 4 
I want us to start from the four. Isaiah chapter 49, NIV. Let's start from the verse 4. What's the time? Okay. He said, But I said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. I'm sure some of you have felt this way before. I felt like Charlie. Praying, um, you know, we've chased anointings, huh? those kind of things. It says, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. But then his mind comes home and he says, Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. Hallelujah. I want to let somebody understand that whatever is yours, if you are patient enough to wait for it, it will come to you. Hallelujah. It will come to you. There are things you've prayed for for a very long time. There are things you put before God for a very long time. And sometimes you feel like, I've, I've, I've labored. I've labored. I've prayed. I've sown seeds. I've done things. I've made declarations. But today I want you to understand that what is due you in the law is in the Lord's hands. It is still in his hands. And God will release it at the right time. Hallelujah. But you see, before you get to that place where you get to where God wants you to be, there, there is a certain process you need to go through in ministry, in life, where marriage is concerned, in every aspect of life. There, there is a way God prepares you for what he has in store for you. Hallelujah. You see, when God doesn't prepare you and he gives a thing to you, it will be more of a harm, a source of harm to you than a blessing. You see how something that is supposed to be good ends up being a source of distraction. There are some people God looks at and he's like, the anointing I place upon this person has rather ended up destroying his life. If I didn't even anointed him, his life probably would have been better. Right, so there, there is something God takes us through before He finally delivers that which is supposed to be for us, before He, he finally brings us to the place of our purpose. Hallelujah! You see, there is a target that you must hit. Where you are now is not where you'll be forever. Only the spiritual people are responding to me. I said, Where you are now is not where you are going to be forever. Where you are staying now is not where you will stay forever. The car you are driving now is not the car you will drive forever. The walking you are walking now is not going to be so forever. Things are going to change. There is a certain destination. Hallelujah. The fact that last Valentine's Day there was nothing happening, no show. It doesn't mean it's going to be so forever. A change is going to happen and there is something that is ahead of you. Amen. But God being so wise has a way of preparing us for the things that are ahead of us. The things that are ahead of us. So, he said these things before he came to the end and said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain. But then he came back to his senses and said, yet, what is due me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with God. So now let's go to the verse 1. Let's go to the verse 1 and see how he exposed the whole thing nicely. This one, it relates to ministry. It relates to business. It relates to anything or any place God will take you. Hallelujah any place God is going to take you. He said, listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. 
Before I was born, the Lord called me from my birth. He has made mention of my name. God knew you before you were born. God had a purpose for you before you were born. Jeremiah said, before you found me in my mother's womb, you knew me and you called me and you ordained me as a prophet. You see, I believe sometimes the word ordination, we, 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 we misuse it. All right? I, I think it's, it's largely a misnomer in Christian circles. I believe ordination is from above. What we do is commissioning. All right? We, we commission people into ministry. The word ordain actually means destined. So in my theology, human beings can't really ordain. You can't determine anybody's destiny. Alright? When you say, when, when Jeremiah said that you ordained me, the word to ordain, it means you destined. Alright? So what we actually call ordination, in the New Testament, they were commissioning people into ministry. Commissioning. But when we talk about ordain, ordination, I believe that is me, me, me. I believe it is from above. Alright? So everybody has a certain ordained destiny, a certain path that God has for you. Some of you, you are going to be in active ministry, frontline ministry. God will use you to preach the word. God will use you to heal the sick. God will use you to, to write songs. God will use you to minister to people in song, in worship. Some of you, God will use it to counsel people. The, the kind of wisdom that is about to come upon you. You speak one sentence and a problem is just solved like that. Hallelujah. I expect more people to connect with this thing with amen. You want me to gyrate as <laughs> Pastor Della said before you know I'm prophesying. There are things that are ahead of you. There are millionaires in our midst. There are billionaires in our midst. There are kingdom financiers in our midst. There are people who command wealth like, like millions and billions. People who will own multiple factories and own multiple businesses and, and, and they speak and, and the economy shakes. There are people like Elon Musk. They can determine, he can determine the price of Bitcoin today <laughs> by deciding to buy a certain amount. And God is raising people like that. It's like you don't believe it. I said God is raising people like that. So there is a place God wants you to go. But he has to make sure before you get there, you are prepared. And you can handle it. Hallelujah. So he's saying that before I was born, the Lord called me. And from my birth, he has made mention of my name. Verse 2. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. And then this is the part I'm interested in. He said, he made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. Say, a polished arrow. Say, I am a polished arrow. Say, I am a polished arrow. Hallelujah. You see, just like your life is going somewhere, an arrow to is going somewhere an arrow has a target maybe the target is some rabbit in the bush that it needs to catch 
and kale for somebody to use for food. Or maybe it's, it's even in a spot of archery where you have that round thing and you have the bull's eye and it must hit it exactly, it must hit the target exactly. Now, whether the arrow will hit its target or not depends on how the archer prepared the arrow. That is why he didn't just say, I am an arrow. He said, I am a polished arrow. I'm a polished arrow. If you've done a bit of physics, you know that when things are moving through the air, there are a lot of forces that are working on it. There's a force of gravity. There's a force of drag. There's a force of lift. All of these things are working on it. And if the thing that is moving through the air doesn't have that aerodynamic shape to be able to cut through the air, there's a reason why the, the aeroplane is shaped the way it's shaped. It's supposed to be able to cut through the air and make use of all of these forces to its advantage so that it can get to where it has to get to. In the same way, there's a reason why the arrow is shaped the way it's shaped. And everybody is like an arrow that is going somewhere. Everybody has a destination. There is a target that you must hit. And I pray for you that you will hit the exact target that God has determined for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the arrow doesn't start off as an arrow. It may start off as a raw piece of wood or a raw piece of metal. And so the archer takes this raw piece of wood or this piece of metal that doesn't even look like an arrow to start with. And he starts the process of cutting. Say cutting. That means he cuts waste wood, waste metal. He shapes it the way it's supposed to shape. And you see, the process of cutting can be painful. The process of cutting can be difficult. The process of cutting can be hard to endure sometimes. But you need that cutting because th there are some things on you now that will not help you where you are going. There are some weights on you now that you must shed. That must be cut off because if those things continue, you will not hit that target. Even if you are fired as an arrow, it will fall before it gets to its target. So the cutting has to be done. Hallelujah. The cutting can be in the form of God dealing with certain character traits that you have. Certain habits, certain, certain things. Maybe there's a bit of dishonesty in you. you. You love to exaggerate things. You add pepper, you add garlic, you add tomatoes to make the thing more spicy. There's some people who can just lie effortlessly. Like it's effortless. It, it just spills out of their mouth like vomitus. <laughs> it just comes easily like that. Spontaneous reflex. Maybe it's lying. Maybe you, you just can't be honest. It's, it's an integrity flaw somewhere. You see, the word integrity comes from the word integer. The same word integer. Integer means a whole number. So if you say you have integrity, it means you are whole. You are not one and half. You are whole. How we see you, that is how God is also seeing you. Hallelujah. How you are in your house. That is the same way you are at your workplace. You are one. You are not some way when you are in public and another way when you are with other people. There are some people, they are very, very nice, smiley, this is it with people. At home, they are like lions. Different picture outside, 
different picture indoors. That is not integrity. There are some people who even have integrity in their evil doing. Because the way you see them, that is how they are. It's like there is no shadow of turning. <laughs> there is no variableness. The way they are, that is how they are. If they are hot, they are hot. If they are cold, they are cold. And even Jesus told the church in Revelation, he said, if you will be hot, be hot. If you will be cold, be cold. Don't be lukewarm. You don't like somebody and you smile with the person. But when you are with your friends later, you bring the person on board and you say all kinds of things. Me, if you don't like me, show it to me that you don't like me. Don't sit here and when I preach, preach on. Yes, and then behind the look at some his butter Caribbean the original. Integrity means what you show in public is the same as you are in, in private, and not just in private, but in your heart. Because you see, you can be the same in public and in private, but your heart is different. What is in your heart is different. So with integrity, what is in your heart is what we are seeing. You don't like somebody, don't pretend. You, you are not under any obligation to like everybody in this world. Maybe you have your good reasons, but make sure the reasons are good. So there may be some character traits that God needs to get rid of before you get to that place. Because you see, the devil is very tactical. He will not expose certain things now when nobody knows you. Try googling your name. <laughs> you won't see many results. Maybe it's just your Facebook profile or something, your social media handles. And, and that is it. But there are some people when they Google their names, their search results are many because they've gotten to that place. Those are the people the devil is looking for. So if you don't deal with those things now, you don't allow God to cut you now and to deal with those character flaws now, he will wait till you've gotten to that place, that height where when you fall, it's a big fall. Right now, your distance from the ground is not so much. So when you fall, it's not so big. But you wait. And Jesus has said in Luke chapter 8 verse 17 that there is nothing hidden under the sun that will not be revealed. For me, that's one of the scariest portions of scripture in the Bible. Especially coming from Jesus himself. If you have a leather-bound Bible, it will be written in red. It means this is a dangerous statement. There's nothing that will not be hidden. There was a time something came out about a former World Bank boss. He had not been in office for long. There was some information about him. That the thing was kept. Uh, the moment he was made head of World Bank, some woman came from somewhere, came to say all kinds of things with evidence. Look at what happened to the former president of the United States, Bill Clinton. All those issues with Monica Lewinsky were when he was governor. He wasn't president. 
came out when he was at the peak of his powers. So God must deal with, in fact, allow God to deal with some of those character flaws now. Right now, it's like your, your life is in the seedling stage. It's beginning to grow. And as I always say, if a seedling is growing crooked and you don't straighten it, it will grow to become a crooked tree and it becomes impossible to straighten a crooked tree. Try to straighten a crooked tree. There are some streets you see them and they are like this. It's because when they were growing as seedlings, nobody bothered to straighten them up. I pray that you allow God to cut you. You allow God to take certain things out of your life. They may look like little things now, but when you become big, they become big with you. You can lie right now. It's not a big problem. Let the president of Ghana stand on air and lie. So as you grow, the things also grow with you. Hallelujah. The impact of the things that you do grow with you. Small impatience on Abraham's part because of his destiny and what has been said about him. Not waiting for Isaac and going for Ishmael. Generations afterwards are still suffering. They are still suffering. You see, the, the, the more glorious your destiny, the more serious the little mistakes and flaws in your life, the, 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 the more serious their consequences are. And I pray that you allow God to deal with you. Hallelujah. Maybe a small lying problem somewhere. But, but you, you become a big man somewhere. You go and stand somewhere and say something. And it becomes a national scandal. For now it's nothing. Oh, I'm just being economical with the truth. That's what we say. But allow God to cut you. Hallelujah. Allow God to shape you and allow him to, to polish you. Some of you are still in the process of the cutting. Some of you are in the process of the, of the polishing. But allow God to do that in you. Hallelujah. Don't get too comfortable with that small thing. The truth is that if you don't deal with those things, you will not get to where you are supposed to get to. You won't get to where you are supposed to get to. There are certain levels of anointing God will not trust you with when you are still carrying certain weights because you will be too dangerous to the kingdom of God. There's a certain kind of financial breakthrough God will not give you if you don't have a certain level of integrity. I pray that God will give you the grace to allow him to cut you. And look at what he said. Let's go back to the Isaiah chapter 49. I said this is a very short sermon. No, go back to the verse 2. He said, you have made me into a polished arrow. You would expect that immediately after the arrow has been cut into the nice aerodynamic shape. You string it and then throw it immediately. But that didn't happen. He said he has concealed me in his quiver. You know what the quiver is? There's something behind the archer. That is where he keeps the arrows. And do you have a picture? The archer keeps, sometimes it's cylindrical. It's whatever and he keeps the arrows in there alright so you can see that sometimes they have this thing at the back and then the arrows are in it alright give me the other picture where uh -huh. so you can see the back of the archer and the quiver is there so he's saying that after all this process of polishing and 
cutting and all of that. He doesn't string the bow immediately. He puts him inside the quiver. You will think that after polishing, you are ready. I mean, you have been cut. So you are ready. Where God wants you to be, he's taking you immediately, straight up. But you see, in the quiver, you learn to be patient. Tell somebody, be patient. Tell another person, be patient. So, the arrows that are in the quiver, eh, they are all watching the one that has been strung. So there you watch. You'll be there watching. And things are happening in other people's lives. People are getting financially blessed. People, you know, people are buying cars. People are buying lands. People are buying houses. In ministry, people are doing great things. Like, you know, it's like they are progressing. And, and, and it's like you, you are still there. And you are watching. And sometimes you may even believe you are more qualified than those people. It is a quiver period. And may God give you the grace not only to allow the cutting and the polishing but to stay in the quiver and wait for your turn and wait for your time. We must learn to be patient with God. Christians can give God ultimatum. There was a lady who was in my hostel medical school. Those days she used to say all sorts of strange things. She gave herself a certain age. She said if by that age she is not married, she's going to have a child with a Christian. She's just going to have a child with somebody and God shouldn't come and ask her anything. Hey. The audacity. Like yes. I don't know whether she sensed she was going to have issues with I don't know but she said if and it was something she said repeatedly you see when you have this kind of mentality you will get desperate at a point in time where the subject of marriage is concerned and you settle for anything that comes your way ladies here I pray that you never get into that 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 state where you are so desperate for marriage that anything that comes you just take God forbid whether he's an Amalekite, an Amorite, a Hittite. The Hittites, they are the hit and run people. Hittite. <laughs> we just go. <laughs> it's a deep revelation. Hittites. They say women give sex to receive love. And men give love to receive sex. That's the, the Hittite mentality. It's a Hittite mentality. They'll come and pretend. They'll say all the nice things. Once they have achieved their Hittite agenda, you are history for them. But may God send such people away from your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't get desperate. Don't get desperate. Don't just settle for anything because you want to marry. Do you know what marriage is? I always say this is a padlock. It's like handcuffs. You have padlocked and handcuffed yourself with somebody. It should be somebody you are prepared to wake up in the morning and see. Because that's what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. First face you see in the morning, last face you see before you sleep. So you, you go and just take anything. 
anything to be your roommate anything to to share your room and your life with anything people marry after two weeks of meeting people desperation for what two weeks one week on social media or let me say even 10 days on social media and then four days we meet you know oh charlie said we move is going <laughs> this lady gave God ultimatum so it looks like it got to a point she got desperate the time I heard she was married like oh well we thank God that Alice and she didn't get to carry out her ultimatum as who is a person oh some soldier We thank God. We thank God. <laughs> An officer and a gentleman. <laughs> a year and a half into the marriage. I saw her husband. How is your husband? He said, Oh, we are divorced. I said, Oh, what is the matter? Wife bitter insecure man she sees a call from another friend it's like you can't have any other male friends it's like the ten commandments thou shalt have no other gods aside me for i the lord your god am a jealous god <laughs> no other male friends this that that and imagine a, a soldier slapping you So she had to quit and i analyzed the situation i said this one it was desperation it was desperation she didn't take her time because you see some of these signs they will be there they'll be there you can't say and i may worry now also sign here no if you take your time and look well you will see you will see And you see, this person I'm talking about, she had very extreme mood swings. It's okay to have a certain level of like, I mean, everybody who at a point in time, but you see, hers was extreme. Extreme. So I'm sure Sujaman just couldn't handle some things. There are some people when their mouth cannot talk, their hand must do their action extreme i've not seen anybody with such extreme mood swings like her before one woman should be smiling with you and the next moment you are talking to her she's looking at you with some face like you are a caricature that is trying to waste her time but you see with mood swings eh, i said a little of it is okay. a little see a little it's okay it's accepted just a little when it is becoming too much know this let me tell you this about mood swings if you are somebody whose mood swings are too frequent be prepared for the fact that nobody will invest emotions in you yeah that is the truth of life and this one ladies listen to me when you have extreme mood swings nobody will be prepared to invest emotions in you because you see when you are investing in something you are expecting returns right when you are not sure what you will get in return 
you rather keep your investment and be there so you can be married to somebody and the person has shut off from you completely you can be in a relationship with somebody the person has shut off emotion completely like we are there because every day you can swing moods like 20 times you are fine now no you enter the kitchen and come back and it's and then <laughs> like you have changed so if you are even having a nice time with the person you're probably watching a movie or something in the heart in the, hey Charlie when will this thing change how long will this this period of smiling last and some people actually think it's okay like it's fine be there because I always talk about conscious and unconscious reactions. Mm. The unconscious reactions are the most dangerous. Though. If you examine your life and you've reacted to people unconsciously in many ways and, and you didn't sit and plan it, you just shut off expectations in certain directions from certain people and it's not like you sat down and planned that. As for this person, I don't expect this from here. Person, blah, blah. You just shut. We, we are all people who like to survive. By nature, we want to survive. So anything that will cause us pain, we naturally shut away from the thing. That's why if you are nagging too much as a spouse, you never compliment. You, your job is that you are the police in the person's life. Just say the wrong thing. Say, macho, macho, macho. That's all you do. It will shock you that you'll be there. Anytime you appear, the person is just waiting for the next accusation. You can't invest emotions in such a person. Hallelujah. I deviated. Let me go back. <laughs> let, me, let me go back to what I was saying. You, you need to be patient with God. You need to be patient. With, stop giving God ultimatums. In his own time. They said my reward is in God's hands. It is in his hands. When he deems you ready, he will release it unto you. So you'll be in the quiver and it is happening for people. Rejoice while you're in the quiver because very soon the archer is going to reach out and it shall be your turn. You'll be the one he'll pick out. And you see, when he picks you out, it doesn't mean it is happening immediately. Mm. Because if you look at that, you see, he has stretched it. But it's not out yet. Potential energy. Huh. They say, oh, we acquire potential. He has potential. And it is the actor who decides how long the potential period will be. You expect the train up here. No, 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 no. Sometimes you say, no, I've not stretched it enough. And you stress on, no, no. And you are there. Charlie, send me, send me. Sometimes it's like that in ministry. For a long time, I said, this guy has potential, potential. Year one, potential. Year two, potential. You are that place where he has just stretched it. If you are patient and you don't jump out of his hand, you see this one, if the arrow forces itself out of the hand of the archer, it will look like it's going forward. Though. But it will just fall and not get to where it's supposed to get to. I pray that God will give you the patience in life to allow God to mold you, to allow God to polish you, to allow God to place you in his quiver and shoot you at the right time. And when he himself has shot you, there is no missing of the target. Where you are supposed to get to, you will get there what he has prophesied concerning your life shall come to pass 
what he has prophesied concerning your ministry shall come to pass what he has said concerning your finances will come to pass what he has said concerning your career will come to pass what he has said concerning your marriage will come to pass what he has said concerning anything that means anything to you shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I pray for the grace to allow the polishing I pray for the grace to allow the cutting I pray even more for the grace to stay inside the quiver where you will be patient where you will learn to submit where you will learn to cheer on others when the things that you expect in your life are happening in their lives may, may God bring you to that place of maturity where there's something you have been praying for but you have not had the answer yet but God answers it for a friend God answers it for a brother and you are genuinely happy for the person because very soon it's going to be your turn very soon the archer is going to reach forward he's going to take you out of the quiver he's going to string you in the bow he's going to fire you and before people notice it you are where God has destined you to be in your career may you go far in your ministry may you go far may your marriage be the marriage that God has destined it to be in the name of Jesus you may even feel like you are late in marriage you may feel like things are not happening the way they are supposed to happen but I came with the word of God in my mouth today to tell you that your days are in the hands of God your destiny is in the hands of God your times are in the hands of God and when it is in the hands of God it is safe nothing can touch it nothing can destroy it just stay and trust in God with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and as the word says in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path I speak to everybody under the sound of my voice today that the Lord shall give you the grace to be patient with him the Lord shall give you the grace to wait upon him the Lord shall give you the grace to wait until it is your time and it is your turn in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God yes being in the quiver can be frustrating being in the quiver can be difficult when others are giving testimonies and you don't have anything to give but I came to tell you that soon and very soon I said soon and very soon soon and very soon your testimony will be upon your lips in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth your story is changing your story is turning around something good is coming to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and may God give you the grace not to jump out of the quiver or jump out of the hand of the archer but may you stay glued to the hand of the archer may you stay glued to the string of the arrow and may God in his own time fire you to your destination and may you not miss your target in the name of Jesus may you not miss your target in ministry may you not miss your target in business may you not miss your target in your career may you not miss your target where the things that concern you are concerned in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the spirit that ministers desperation to you today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I rebuke it out of your life in the spirit that ministers discouragement to you I rebuke it out of your life in the voice that ministers discouragement I command it to be shut down today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and today we amplify the voice of the Holy Spirit we amplify the voice of hope we amplify the voice of faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray the Lord my life is in your hands I submit to your processes every voice that ministers discouragement begin to rebuke it now begin to rebuke it now 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your life is in the hands of Adonai. Your life is in the hands of Jehovah Jireh. All fear is leaving you today. What the Lord has said concerning you shall come to pass and nothing shall stop it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every fault shall succumb to the voice of Adonai. In Talabalaba Katalaba Rakatalabaya Rededemosa Ikalaba Shadabatokata Inakalabra
stop it in the name of Jesus that it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus the word and the promises of God shall come to pass because he is not a man that he will lie the Lord will not speak and not honor his word his word will not come and go forth void without accomplishing the reason for which it was said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God every prophetic word Every spoken word, every inspired word, every rumor that you have received concerning your future, concerning your life, concerning your destiny, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, I declare that the doors are opening, the windows are opening, the angels are moving, and they shall come to pass, and nothing shall stop it. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. If you believe it, shout amen. amen.
the Lord will give you the opportunity to sing this song this year. see what the Lord has done, what we waited for has come to pass. Can you see what the Lord has done? What you are waiting for shall come to pass in the name what of Jesus. What we waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. Can you see what the Lord has done? See what the Lord has done. What we've waited for. upon your finger you shall sing the song in your heart on the day that you receive the letter for that admission the day that you receive the letter for that promotion to shout. May God give you another opportunity to clap. May God give you another opportunity to rejoice. Give the Lord a shout and a clap.
Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. Someone overflow. Overflow. When I'm